You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. So the focus of today's podcast is all about insights from Chasen Chess, America's marketing maverick. Let me tell you about Chasen. His one focus is to help companies succeed with cutting-edge marketing strategies that produce a high ROI. He's a business and marketing coach and consultant, popular keynote speaker, podcast host, and author. He's a serial entrepreneur, from records to fitness to real estate to marketing and more. We'll talk about all of that, plus his upcoming book, due out later this year. Welcome, Jason, and thank you for being here. Is there anything special you'd like to add to that introduction? I think I'm on the wrong line. I just called in to order a pizza and a margarita. Am I on the right line? Nancy, it is great to be here. You will find that I'm a total smartass, so if you have any people listening that are smartasses too, that are animated, energetic, then we're going to get along great. So I am here to serve. How can I help in any way? Awesome. Well, we don't actually get pizza delivered to our house up here in the mountains. We get mail, but no pizza, no Chinese, nothing. How about you? You need need to move, girl. You need to move. (laughs) I'm just outside Boulder, and uh, we get everything here. (laughs) But we're in Colorado, but that's a whole other story. We aren't going to go there. Well, let me kick off the podcast. You have such a wide range of knowledge and experience and expertise. It was really challenging to pick just one to cover on this show. So what I decided to do is create a variety of random questions in no order and just to make this really fun. Ready? I'm ready. How big is the universe? Oh, wait a minute. You're supposed to be asking the questions. Never mind. (laughs) Well, I know you're a podcast host, so we'll get to that as well. Hey, I love that you're a serial entrepreneur and you started early because I never intended to be one, but I am one. So tell us about this music business. Did you just fall into that or did you pick that? Ah, wow, long story. I had this brilliant degree in psychology. I thought I was going to be a therapist, um, but I decided not to do that. The long story I won't go into. I ended up moving to Los Angeles with my my, uh, college girlfriend and uh, just when you're in the west side of L.A., you can't help but be kind of sucked into the whole entertainment business because on any given day, you'll see a TV shoot going on this, uh, this corner of town or a movie shoot in this corner of town, and it's just it's kind of the vibe on the west side of Los Angeles. And uh, I, uh, from an entertainment perspective, I've always been musically inclined. I used to sing. I played different music and stuff like that. So I was going, you know, I never wanted to be on the artistic side. I was never good enough. I knew that. But I knew that the people who control Hollywood are the ones that are on the business side. So I chose that side. Oh, good choice. Do you ever get tired of just seeing movie stars? Is it kind of normal after a while? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get tired of seeing movie stars? Um, it depends on your your desire, because in, especially in the west side of L.A., um, you can see the stars kind of off and on, and some people are just like, oh, my God, look at there's so-and-so. Um, and other people are like, yeah, so what? You know, they, they 
put their pants on just one leg at a time like everybody else. I'll tell you a real quick story because I'm, I'm full of stories. Um, I was out there and I, I had been working at the William Morris Agency, which was at that time the largest talent agency in the world. And uh, I was trying to get a job in production. It was right after a writer's strike, so it kind of Hollywood shuts down whenever there's a major strike going on. So I defeated <laughs> myself. I took a job managing a health club uh, in Brentwood. And, uh, and so I'd see you know, stars come in. They'd go see us Brentwood, and you know, there's you know, people in the television there all the time. So one day I was at the front desk, and looking down, all of a sudden some guy comes up there. I didn't even look up to see who it was. And I said, I'll be right with you, sir. And I just spent a couple of seconds doing my thing, and I looked up, and it was Harrison Ford. No and it was way. right at the peak of Indiana Jones. So it was back in the late 70s or early 80s, or I guess early 80s, something like that. And I almost looked up and said, Indy! But I didn't. I said, <laughs> I said Mr. Ford, how may I be of assistance to you? And so he came in to check out uh, the health club. So, you know, it was... You know, you run into celebrities all the time. You don't necessarily have a conversations with them all the time because they really don't like being bothered. They're, they just want to have their peace and quiet, and that's one of the weird aspects of being like a quote-unquote celebrity. They're just, you know, especially these days in the paparazzi, it's just weird. And that's one reason I never went into it because, you know, you, you live in a glass birdcage, and it's uh, just a very weird living experience. So did he join the gym? No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, but actually it's kind of funny because I'm trying to think of the other people that we have there. I remember um, uh, running into, and this is once the, the, the club I, they managed. There was a, it was a knowledge chain around uh, L.A. And, uh, you know, Harrison came in that day. And who else? Um, uh, oh, Christopher Cross at his peak uh, came in. Uh, he worked out. Uh, Linda Ronstadt. There were numerous uh, people that were uh, um, both um, movie, TV stars, and uh, music uh, people. Uh, but that got me that experience of the year or so I stayed there when the, the music business I mean, and the entertainment business came back to direct, came back online. Actually, I, would, I got invited by a couple of partners to start our own health club chain because at, at that time in L.A. it was very, very, health and fitness is extremely important. You can imagine in, in uh, Hollywood and Los Angeles, you, you are the way you look, shall we say. Kind of scary, but it's a whole other story. So, um, uh, we started a small chain that went from, uh, most of LA was very cheap and high volume. We went low volume with a limited membership and very expensive. We were like three, four, five times as expensive as most other clubs. And so we created this exclusive type boutique uh, health club environment, ended up having several of them in and around the LA area. And we had numerous celebrities coming to us on a daily basis because they didn't want to be bothered. And with that kind of boutique feel, they felt much more protected. So... You know, at any given day, I'd, I'd run into a half dozen to a dozen, you know, top name celebrities in our clubs. That's pretty cool, and I bet that was like the Jane Fonda and Flashdance sweatshirt type days, right? Oh, very much so. This was the mid '80s to late '80s when I was involved. That before I sold my stock out and I moved out of LA. Um, but yeah, Jane Fonda was one of our competitors because she was just doing just aerobics classes. We had that plus all the machines, and and then we had the whole we had a full health club, not just an aerobic studio. So yeah, it was Flashdance City. It was fun. <laughs> well, since we're talking about throwback, let me ask you, what was the first 45 record you ever bought that was like pre-Walkman, pre-8-track, pre-iPod days? Ah, boy, let me go check the dinosaurs. Um, I don't actually remember the first 45 I bought, but I will kind of switch the question. What was the first concert I ever went to? I was like, how old? She was showing my, my, my youthful age. Um, the first concert, I, I, I grew up in Ohio, and the first concert I went to was Jimi Hendrix in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and I was like 14, 15 years old. And yes, he did smash his guitar and light it on fire on stage. 
I was uh, seeing Bobby Brown and New Edition, and that was in Minneapolis in the late 80s. That was my first concert. Very cool. There you go. Let me ask my next random question. I just heard about Podcast Movement, which is this conference in Chicago, and I'm so excited Uh to go. Since you're a podcast host and a marketing expert, what tips do you have to build a podcast following? Uh, Boy, there are so many because there's so many different social media platforms out there that I guess my first one is once you connect with somebody that's on your show, to have them announce the podcast and the link to everybody that they're already connected with. Because if you're, if you're interviewing some top people, and if you have been on my podcast, Entrepreneur Marketing Mania, um, these are big, big, big names, you know, top best-selling authors and things like that, all in the marketing and especially online marketing field. And uh, they, they come on the show because they want to promote their stuff. And when you nicely ask them, because you're trying to, you know, they're doing you a favor and you're doing them a favor by mutual support, you say, oh, by the way, I'm going to you know, give you a link, so if you'd be nice enough to send that out to your list, uh, that'd be awesome because most of these people are having you know, 10, 50, 100, you know, 1,000, 4 million, a million plus people on their list so that you can build a podcast pretty quickly by doing that. Great advice. I'm coming up to my 100th episode, so I'm on in the 80s roughly now. So thank you for being on here. Obviously, you can't be my 100th guest, but who do you think I should get? Who would be just amazing? Well, you tell me, first of all, let's just step back for a second before I can answer that question. Who is your target market? Is your target market entrepreneurs that are basically 30s, 40s, 50s? Who is your target market? Yep, entrepreneurs, 30s, 40s, 50s, mostly changing out of the corporate environment and starting their own companies. And they just need some help because they've got the vision. They just don't know the steps to get there. Okay, so shall we say the newbie entrepreneur? Yeah, the newbie. Uh, Boy, I guess, you know, so see, you're – target market is, is entrepreneurial and so is mine, but mine is people are pretty, well, there's some newbies there, and, uh, but there's a lot of people that already have a fair amount of experience and they're looking to um, upgrade their marketing ability. And that's one reason I got into the whole guerrilla marketing uh, business, and that's a whole other question if you want to go into later. But um, uh, you know, who should you have on next? Um, well, go, go, to, <laughs> go to my site, Nancy, and then just go to Entrepreneur Marketing Mania and uh, you can list uh, uh, there's, there's just a plethora of names that I've interviewed there, and anybody you want me to try to introduce you to, I will be more than willing to do that because we are all here to serve. I appreciate that. I actually saw that you had Jill on there, Jill Lupin. I've been on her podcast, sure. which was kind of fun. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. she's a sweetheart. I'm still looking for The Rock or Shaq the, because oh. I just think they'd be fun. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's exactly your target market. I'm sure knowing The Rock, Rock's a pretty smart guy, that uh, he's probably invested in various entrepreneurial things. Uh, so I just don't know him personally. Or I'd say, hey, Rock, dude, you've got to talk to Nancy. Well, he's in pretty good shape. He could have come to your gym yeah. way back in the 80s. <laughs> well, it's actually funny because when Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, was getting into his early days of being a movie star, um, one of our members brought him in. And of course, he's built like a brick shithouse. So we were chatting, my, myself, a couple of the other owners, and, and this friend, and then Arnold were chatting. It's, he was coming and checking out the, this new type of equipment that we had. It was very unique and very techy at the time. Um, but um, So we were chatting. And uh, I was looking at his arms, at his biceps and triceps, <laughs> and I was going, I was, in my mind, I was thinking, holy, his, his arms are as big as my thighs. 
and uh, but he was as nice as could be, and obviously he's done very well for himself. But he he's a big boy. He's only about my height. He's only about six foot, but he has girth. Yeah, he is wide. I saw Tony Robbins when he came here in Denver, and right. Tony is wide too. Just yep. enormous. Tony works out. Yep, Tony's a big boy. Well, Tony's like what six eight or so. He was on He's the stage, tall. so it's hard to hard to judge yeah. from yeah. seeing him from a floor level. Yeah. And I've not had a chance to meet Tony in person yet. I'm sure that will come one of these days. But um, I've seen him. Uh, I've been to his, some of his events and stuff like that. And I think he's about 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, he's a one tall dude. And he works out. That part of his life is the balance he keeps in his life, just like myself, is the physical activity to keep, especially as an entrepreneur, I, I can't suggest enough two things. Number one, meditation in the morning to give yourself balance and clarity. And number two is Ongoing fitness. I'm a, I've been a, a gym rat since I was 12 years old. I, my 12th birthday, I remember, uh, and my parents said, what do you want, Jason, for your birthday? I said, I want a, a, a weight set. And they're going, you're 12 years old, dude. You want a weight set? And back then they went and got the Sears. got me this whole weight set. I've been working out since I was a kid. So, so meditation and, and fitness on an ongoing daily basis keeps entrepreneurs sane because as the old saying that a lot of entrepreneurs give up the – the, they let to fire their boss and quit working 40 hours a week so they can look in the mirror and talk to the boss and work 80 hours a week. <laughs> well, I follow both of those, meditation. In fact, I saw a bear go through my yard this weekend when I was meditating, two of them. It was so cool. I don't saw that on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we don't get pizza, but we do get bears, so that's pretty cool. But that is great, <laughs> great advice, too. I help people try to find more time in their day because something always – when people become entrepreneurs, they get so busy that they usually give up something, and health is one of those first things to go, for sure. Yep, absolutely. Well, there's only so much time of the day, especially if you're in a relationship or married, whatever the case may be, and you're, you know, you're spending time with your family and maybe kids and friends and everything else, let alone trying to run a business, sometimes like some of us, more than one business, then um, you have to be a master of delegation, a master of systems, but you also have to know that you know, when you're sitting on your deathbed, you're not going to be saying to yourself, oh, my gosh, if I had only done one more deal, you're going to be saying to yourself, I wish I only spent more time with my friends and family and things that were more organic and, you know, things that mattered. Absolutely. And the sooner you figure that out, the happier you get, right? You betcha. So here's a fun question for you. I know you like to sing and take cruises. So have you ever combined the two? Like, did you jump up on stage on one of your vacations? And just play with the band? Uh, no, I haven't done that yet, but that sounds like fun. I challenge um, you I'm to do to that. <laughs> I'm trying to think about that. And any cruise has been on with a karaoke and actually done the karaoke on a cruise. Um, I've been on 14 cruises. My first wife was in the travel business, so I was very, very fortunate to go on a bunch of cruises for peanuts, and I still cruise pretty frequently. But I don't, and I don't recall having combined the singing and the cruising, but now I'm putting it on my bucket list. See what you did to me? And add some wine, too. It'll just be easier with wine, singing, and cruises. It's the perfect combination. <laughs> oh, there's always room for wine. <laughs> Agreed there. Okay, we have a lot of listeners who want to be inspiring speakers. You are already a keynote speaker, and I know you were president of Toastmasters at one time. Right. How does that compare with courses, you know, private courses, Toastmasters versus just taking a course from someone to be a great speaker? Thoughts? 
first of all, I love Toastmasters because anybody can start in it. You can be, I mean, I've seen people that would get up in front of the group and barely be able to speak because there's a whole old Toastmasters story that, yeah, and I'll ask you this, Nancy, what are most human beings, what's the number one thing that most people are afraid of? Public speaking. And if you answer public speaking, you're absolutely right. Now, here's the question. What's the second thing that most people fear or are afraid of? Uh, people judging them? No, Not dying. Them? Oh. Dying. <laughs> yes, public speaking first, dying second. And the third one is dying while you're public speaking. <laughs> but um bump so that's an old Toastmasters thing. But anyway, I can't recommend Toastmasters enough because it's very affordable to get into. And especially in America, we have such a delightful, diverse population here. We are this melting pot of the world. And uh, for people to come in and you have English as a second language and to come to Toastmasters so they can be more in control of their um, business skills, whether they're in a job situation or they're working for themselves, um, Toastmasters is a great way to learn uh, how to do it right, how to structure your speech, how to use certain tonality, and how to increase your speed or decrease your speed, and how to get really excited or how to be very serious and mellow. So um, Toastmasters teach you all that. And if you, there's nothing wrong with doing a combination of both, of going to Toastmasters and if you feel the need investing in a personal coach that specializes in um, public speaking, and there's some, you know, James Malachek's one of the first few I come to mind. Orville Ray Wilson, one of my personal buddies, has been doing public speaking and just an incredible. He's been uh, in it 30 plus years. Um, so there's different people that uh, have that ability. So if you can combine it both, the first one's relatively very affordable. The second one can be, geez, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year, depending on who you get hooked up with. On a personal basis, on a personal coaching basis, you know, there's also a bunch of stuff online that you can go to and get courses, but there's nothing like working with a personal coach because there you have the accountability and the question and answers back and forth, so you can't beat that. Very good idea. Oh, I thought James was on your podcast. Maybe I should think of him for my 100th episode. There you go. James Malachek? Yeah. Yep, if you'd like an introduction, let me know. I, I said I am here to serve and introduce people call me kind of the uh, Rolodex guy. If I can do that, that would be awesome. James came down to the Gorilla Marketing uh, event last November because he's a big Gorilla Marketing guy also because uh, I've been to uh, one of his events. Uh, he holds them two or three times a year. Super nice guy, very giving guy, and uh, he's you know relatively affordable. He's not billions of dollars. Um, there are some out there that charge too much. And everybody I've talked to that is in his coaching program uh, and have been to his events have been you know giving him all nines and tens. So James Malinchek is a great person to touch base with. Awesome. Yeah, I will take you up on that for sure. Hey, you've got a there new go. book coming out later this fall. Tell us about I that. Do? Click, Connect, really? Convert? <laughs> Click, Connect, Convert. I've been in sales and business for, geez, uh, over three decades. And as part of my podcast, you're always trying to take content that you already have and repurpose it into a new um, format, shall I say. So what I've done with Click, Convert, and, uh, and uh, Click, Connect, Convert is to take all the podcasts I have, and Nancy, you've got almost 100 episodes, so you must have great content there, that, uh, and combine that into very specific chapters to help people with kind of the social media, online marketing, and sales combination. So that's throughout this fall, and I'm excited about that. So it's going to be, it's, I'm in the final process of uh, finishing it. It's going to be fun. Oh, help absolutely. a lot of people. Is that your first book? Huh? 
is that your first book? Um, I've written, I've, I've had a uh, real estate brokerage and investment business for over 25 years. I've written two books in that realm. Uh, they, were, they were privately published, so you really can't find it online. They're out of date. Um, uh, and what else? Da, 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 da. I did one on investing. So they've been mainly real estate uh, oriented. Uh, this will be the first one that I've uh, written that is uh, specifically for the online entrepreneurial uh, uh, target market. Awesome. So when I come to your gorilla events, you'll sign it for me, right? I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you're up in the mountains. I'll just have to jump in my helicopter and deliver it in person with a pizza and margaritas since you don't have those delivered up there. Oh, that would be awesome. We, we tip well out here in the mountains because it's such an effort to get here. <laughs> Boy, you better. <laughs> okay, one more fun question. If you had one sure. more hour in your day, how would you spend it? Oh, like I said, I, I, I always refer to you know, the whole deathbed scenario as you go through your life and you find out what's really important. If I had one more hour every day, I would spend it with the people that I love, people that I care about, people that I can contribute to. I like that. You already have a lot of free time, huh? Do I have a lot of free time? Well, part of my um, method to my madness in creating my businesses is I don't want to be working you know, 40, 50, 70, 80 hours a week. I've, I've been there, done that. I've tried to create businesses that I can delegate a lot of the, uh, um, the work to, and I'm kind of like the rainmaker and the overseer. So um, there, there are weeks I work 10, 20 hours a week. There are weeks I work 30, 40 hours a week. But it's going to pretty much average of work, work, probably maybe eh, 20, 25 hours a week. Perfect. So if people like to work more closely with you, because I know you've got real estate, you've got some coaching, how can they connect with you? Um, they can always, well, <laughs> uh, I don't want to give my phone number out, <laughs> but they can just go, they can Google me. That I'm, I'm all over Google. I'm on Facebook. Connect with me. Best, I guess the best thing to do is connect with me on Facebook. Um, my first, it's, I've got an unusual name, which is good news, bad news. Um, the first thing is uh, Chasen, C-H-A-S-E-N, last name Chess, like the board game Chess. Chasen, Chess is an unusual name. There's a whole story behind that that we won't have time to go into. But they just uh, go to Facebook and connect with me with uh, uh, Chasen, Chess. Um, all over there, just Google me, uh, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. So um, there's all kinds of ways for anybody to find anybody these days. Perfect. I've only had one person on my podcast ever give out their phone number. I didn't even ask for it. They just started spilling it out, and I'm like, wait, this is going out everywhere, right. so I couldn't no, erase it. No, don't do that. There's too <laughs> many hacker-type stuff and too many unusual people out there that take advantage of that, so I don't give my private number away, only to lovely people like you, Nancy. You and, are in uh, my phone. So, <laughs> boy, am I in trouble. You're in mine, so you're mutually in trouble. I know that. Hey, this has been a great podcast. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we didn't cover? Uh, yeah, how many days do you have? I'm free until 3 o'clock, my time. <laughs> we go on and on and on. I mean, part, hopefully everybody listening has got a sense of who I am. I'm fun. I'm loving. I'm gregarious. I'm rather extroverted and, uh, and outgoing. I love life. It just To me, uh, it's the old story... If you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life. And when you have a, com have a joy of working for yourself and doing something that you absolutely love, there is no difference between work and play because your play is your work and your work is your play. So I actually um, took the word work, shh, don't say it, I didn't say that, out of my vocabulary and I put in there enjoy, I-N-J-O-Y, income, joy. 
because we work because we want to give service and provide and solve problems for people, but we also want to make you know the biggest, fattest income we can. I mean, like why not? There's nothing wrong with money. Money's awesome, but because it's what you can, it's not the money itself. It's what the money can do for you in your life and the people that you love and people contribute to. So. Um, you know, if I if I would give any final philosophy, as you can tell, I am a philosopher. That um, to really kick back and see before you start any entrepreneur effort, you have to realize that you will be working 50, 60, 80, 100 hours a week for the first six months, a year, or two, or three, or four to get up and running. So you'll become that statistic that says that you know 75 percent of new businesses fail in the first five years. You don't want that statistic. There's so much, especially if you're coming from the corporate workplace, you might uh, know what you know in the corporate workplace and try to you know, uh, make that transition into an entrepreneurial effort. Um, read Michael Gerber's The E-Myth. As you know, Nancy, I'm a prolific reader. I read between 60 to 75 books a, uh, a year, uh, a lot of it because I do the podcast and all of my, my uh, interviewers' ease um, um, have written best-selling books. So, um, Michael Gerber, G-E-R-B-E-R, classic book called The E-Myth or The E-Myth Revisited, he said that most entrepreneurs are great technicians. In other words, they're really good um, bicycle experts or orthodontists or dentists or um, architects or something like that. But they're usually, number one, kind of poor business people because they've never really been in business before. And that's a whole can of worms and black hole we can go on for eight days and days. But number two, they're usually very poor marketers. Great technicians, poor businesses, poor business implementers, and very poor marketers. And the biggest reason that most businesses go out of business is because they don't know how to market their stuff. Agreed. That is really good advice. And I've read that book. I probably need to dust it off and read it one more time because it's always good information <laughs> second time through. Yeah. When you read 60 yeah. books, do you just do one and done, or do you ever go back and – Oh, up. when I read, I always read with a highlighter. Um, uh, uh, I, when I was in college, I took Evan Wood's speed reading courses, and the average person in the United States reads somewhere between 20, I mean, 200 to 300 words a minute with about 75 to 80% comprehension. And anytime you do a speed reading course, you can do it online or start reading books. Um, when I knew I had to up my game, if you know the name Brennan Burchard, do you know the name Brennan Burchard, Nancy? Yep, I went to one of his classes. Okay. Good. Um, Brendan and I was chatting with him after an event one time, and we were sitting around having a cocktail. And I said, Brendan, I've got to ask you, um, you've had some pretty good success at a relatively young age. He started really coming out of the woodwork in his early 30s. And I said, what do you attribute your success to? And he goes, Jason, let me ask you a question. He goes, um, how, much, how many books do you read a year? And I say, back then, between 20 and 30. He goes, well, in what subjects do you read? I said, mainly um, self-improvement and business and marketing. He goes, Jason, we're two peas in the pod. Let me tell you a story. When I had my first major coach and mentor, he asked me the same questions. How many books do I read and, and, and uh, in what areas? Because you know, reading novels doesn't necessarily improve your life. It's what I call mental masturbation. But when you read things that are going to improve your business that are entrepreneurial oriented and marketing oriented and business oriented, then you're going to improve your business, especially with the self-development because it takes both. And uh, he said he challenged Brennan to read a book a week, 52 books a year. He goes, Jason, I challenge you to read 52 books a year. And I said, that means over doubling what I was already reading. The mentor said, he goes, Brendan, for you to be the best of the best of the best, you've got to have more knowledge than anybody else. That's really what an expert is, is more knowledge. And so Brendan took him up on the challenge, and Brendan challenged me, so 
I went from 20, 25 books a year to 60 to 75 a year. And these are, like I said, all mainly in the uh, uh, area of self-development and business, especially marketing. And so if I could suggest anybody to do that, uh, I, would, I would highly recommend that. To become an expert in your field, you have to be better than everybody else in reading this. Everything's online. The podcast that you have, and the books out there, the articles out there, and now that we have this, you know, this wonderful thing called the Internet and the, uh, the all-knowing universe of Google, that uh, everything is just at the, never before in history. I was talking to my two daughters who are almost 18 and 20. I said, girls, you're growing up in an age that all information throughout all history is in the palm of your hand on your smartphone. That's never, I mean, this is more impacting than Gutenberg's uh, printing press he established back in the 1400s, 1500s. That's how powerful that smartphone and, and the Google search engine is. And yet most people, you know, they, once again, I call it uh, um, uh, mental masturbation. They're, they're, they're entertaining themselves on their on the laptop or their tablet or their smartphone with games and videos, stuff like that. They're not improving their lives so uh, get off the video crap and get into your business and your self-development and your life will change forever. What a way to wrap up the podcast. Read more. And one trick I do is if I'm listening to something, I double the speed or even more than that because then you can oh, hear sure. it faster. Fast forward Amen. through it. And that's you like get speed, more that's stuff. speed reading online. So, uh, <laughs> and the last thing I was going to contribute is um, that just getting back to the speed reading thing, just go do that. Because if you can, um, when I was going to up my game to you know twice as many books a year, I knew I could go back to that speed reading courses. And I read three new books on speed reading. And my average, because uh, I read the highlighter, that go. It, 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 once you learn how to speed read, uh, a finger or highlighter is very good. But I'll blow through it, and I just make quick little highlights in the area. So I, occasionally when I'm doing research, just for my podcast, I go back, and that's where I create my questions. And whatever's highlighted is like the best of the best. And I always can determine how good a book is by how much highlighting I do. <laughs> I'll leave it with that. So, yes, become a speed reader because the mind can handle it. You know, the, you, uh, the Howard Berg wrote a great book on speed reading, uh, B-E-R-G, Howard Berg. And uh, he reads something like 10, 15,000 words a minute. It's crazy. He's the fastest speed reader in the world. And, uh, and, but every, every mind has the ability to do that. Just our public school system does not train us that way. So, you know, become a speed reader. You get, you know, two, three, four times as much information in the same time. I think you became a speed talker, too. You're a fast talker. What? Who said that? <laughs> well, I try. Here's the funny thing, because there, I can go really slow when I want to. But when I'm trying to provide content for people on a podcast, it's like you, you said you can you know, increase the speed. When they listen to this podcast, they won't need to. <laughs> what else can I serve you with, Nancy? That has, it's been an amazing time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on the show. It's been really fun, educational, interesting. Listeners, my next group, Business coaching program starts this week. It's designed for newer business owners who want to shortcut their time to success and profits. Learn more at nancygaines.com slash GBA. That stands for Gain Business Advantage, nancygaines.com slash GBA. If you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. 
That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.